Ladies and gentlemen, the Ed and Bob Podcast, number 10, Q Music. Good morning. Good morning. We've talked the whole night through. Good morning. Good morning to you. And you, and you, and you. It's We're already doing another one? I thought we just did one. Hey, Bob. <laughs> Well, you're looking good today. Well, I shaved. Are you? Oh. I noticed you haven't. No, I haven't. It's no shave November, you know? Oh, that's right. Yeah. So I could have gotten away with it. Yeah, yeah. I keep waiting for this guy on local television who did not shave, too, to show my picture or something. Say, we got to put you on the air. But, well, well the, you know, my beard is gray, but it, it's well, kind of like Kenny Rogers. Do you think? Well, my mind is too. Well, I don't. But do you uh, do you enjoy shaving or not shaving? Uh, well, I think shaving is an art. I really do. Well, I, I actually, I, yeah. if I don't shave in the morning, I feel yeah. weird. So it would yeah. take me a while to get used to it. Unless, well, let's say, I'm in the Bahamas or yeah. some exotic place where you just feel like you need to be a yeah. beach bum. At church the other day, people come up to me and say, "Ed, did you forget to shave? Did you forget something this morning? What is this?" I said, well, you know, I just... That's when you're using this no-shave November as an excuse. That's yeah. Is that it? Well, I'm going to go visit my brother up in Virginia. My brother always has a beard. He's always had a beard right? since he got out of the Army. So I'm going to go visit him, and then I'll have a beard while I'm there. And he'll think I have a beard all the time. And, I, yeah. and he'll think you're happening. Yeah, that's right. All right. Well, um, this is the Ed and Bob Show. Coming up this... Um, this 30 minutes, we've got a lot of interesting things we're going to talk about. We promised, we put it off for a while, but we uh, promised we would talk about our new sheriff, Tom yeah. Spangler. And his department. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot to talk about yeah. there. I'm kind of excited. I am, too. So, I've got some stuff about that, too. So that'll be good. We'll talk about that, and we'll uh, we'll touch on uh, news and stuff here in a moment, uh, things that are uh, up to you. And I'll have a question of the day. Ed will have a question of the day. We'll <laughs> complain about something, and everything will be just like normal. it just be like old times, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start off with um, what's in the news or anything that catches your eyes. It didn't have to be something in the last day or two, but just in the past month even, and I'm assuming you're, just, you're going to be thinking about the election. Well, I was, uh, well, yeah, the election, and, and I was really, uh, Freddie Hart died. Yeah, that's you know, right. Yeah, and and you know he was a guy I made a lot of money off of one night. How did you make Bar. money off Freddie Hart? Well, you know I used to do the booking at the Village Barn, book the accent for them. Oh, I was never old enough to go there. You wouldn't do that. <laughs> so anyway, uh, this 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 guy from Nashville called. And he said, "Hey, I got Freddie Hart in a band for you if you okay. want." Okay. And so I asked Sam. I said, "You want him?" And he says, "Yeah, I don't want to mess with him." I said, "Sam, it's only eight hundred dollars." That's it. Eight hundred dollars entire band. <laughs> so he said, "Nah, I don't want to mess with that. I've never heard of him." So I said, "He had a song out that's number one. It's that called cover Easy, their hotel Easy Rooms Eleven. Now. Yeah, yeah. Easy so, Eleven was huge." So I said, "I tell you what, you keep the bar and all that, and I'll do the door." He said, "Okay, really? Yeah." So I got all the money from the door, paid Freddie Hart and his band eight hundred dollars, and walked out of there with every pocket, <laughs> my socks, everything was stuffed with money, and. Next day, I bought my first house. You are kidding me. No, I'm not. It's a true story. Amazing. So that song, Easy Lovin', must mean a lot to you when you hear it. Yes, it does. You thank God God for Freddie Hart. Yeah, I'm sorry he died. Bless his heart. He's a good guy. Was he? I never met him. Yeah, he's nice a guy. really good guy. He was and clean cut. But yeah, you know, he, you know, he was a good guy. He wanted everybody to have fun, and 
He wasn't trying to rob you or anything. He's a really good guy. Easy loving. So sexy looking. Oh, yeah, that was huge hit. That's like, you know, it's one of those hits. It's not that it's so uh, great. It's just so different. Like, uh, what was the other guy that had the until the teardrop falls or. Average. Oh, uh, uh, what was his name? You know what Rodriguez. I'm talking about. Johnny Rodriguez? No. no. Uh, um, I'll be there until well, the, the next, next teardrop falls. It was, anyway, right. I'm sure everybody out there is going, God, you two were in country music? <laughs> <laughs> so, I did do a tour one time in Nashville to yeah. Farron Young's Pool. Oh, did you? Is yeah. that the one shaped like a guitar? Yeah. That was a big deal back in the day. <laughs> it, well, well, that was on the, everybody's tour stop. That's right. And then walk up, we'd, we'd park the bus down the front and walk up to his house and and he and his wife and family be hanging out. They'd be doing their thing. We just walk right on by, you know, and go look at the pool. Most people wouldn't know who Ernest Tubb is, I guess. But no. he had the, when he had the record shop, but didn't he the one who had the record shop downtown yeah. Nashville? Yeah, Ernest Tubb's record and shop. And on Friday night or Saturday night, he always had somebody performing live right out front, right. up on a little podium. Right. And everybody went to the Ernest uh, uh, Tubb record shop on the uh, in when they went to Nashville. And you could order records from 30 years ago. Okay. Oh, I mean, they, yeah, <clears throat> they had everything. Ernest Tubb. All right. Well, All right. let's move along here, Ed. Our next segment is your question of the day. What well, do you got for me? Well, my question of the day is uh, I was driving down the interstate and I tried to do this. And I don't know if anyone's ever tried this before, but I tried to drive at 55 on I 40 75. I think speed limit's 80, isn't it? No, it's 55 <laughs> in Knoxville. That's a speed limit. On the interstate, it's 55. Right. So I, I set my cruise at 55. Yeah. And everybody was going by shooting me birds and honking. And, I would think Get so. Get out of the way, you old man. Go. What are you doing? Were you in the left lane? No, I was in the. I was in the well, there's four lanes. Right. I wasn't on the extreme right-hand lane, but I was on the next one to it. Okay, so, so you were out of the way even. Oh, gosh, it was well, awful. But no, people don't, they don't go, no. that song, was it Sammy Hagar, I think, or some rock guy said, uh, I can't drive 55. Yeah. And that's that's the way people are. They can't do it. But now, you, if the police want to get you, they will. Well, but now, I have seen people passing the police Doing 55. Yes. Doing six. They'll be doing 65 because yeah. traffic is flowing. Don't they call it keeping up with the flow of traffic? Right. And the policeman doesn't flinch. Yeah. And then I've well, seen. he's going somewhere. I've seen a, a policeman pass you at 80. Yeah. And and I don't know where he's going, but it yeah. seems to always be back in the direction of headquarters. Yeah. Well, that's probably true. But it, <laughs> All right. It's a so gamble. that's your question of the day. And my answer it's, is you can't drive 55. You can't drive no, 55. Do that on a side street, okay? Okay. And don't do it near me. Um, <laughs> all right. My time for my question of the day. And before we do that, it was Freddie Fender. So that's it. Freddie Fender. Freddie Fender. Way to go. And neither one of those, that, that was neither one of those guys' real name. Freddie Hart or Freddie Fender. But what, that wasn't his real name? No, it was something else. He was an Alabama boy. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing it. Well, And I'll look that up and give it to well, you Freddie next Fender, year. Well, Freddie Fender, that's why I thought of Rodriguez, because of Spanish connection there. Yeah, okay. Johnny Rodriguez. Yeah. Good, good, good entertainment. All right, here's my question of the day. Because in the past, we've had former Nashville mayors run for other stuff, that, or federal post or mm-hmm. election. And is it harder to be... The mayor of Nashville, or maybe the governor of the state of Tennessee? Well, if you're asking me, I guess our audience would be a better judge of this. But I would, I would imagine that 
Nashville is a big metropolitan metro government. Mm-hmm. They have how many? How many? Thirty, I think. There's 30, thirty people on their councils. Yeah, thirty on the council, and they've got all these departments and everything. They have to handle everything right there. Plus, it's they've got all these big sports teams. Everybody's coming to town. It's mm-hmm. country music capital of the world. I think it'd be harder to be Nashville's mayor than Tennessee governor. Well, see, I would think so too because all your little bosses and everybody watching over you—they're mm-hmm. all right there. Mm-hmm. Now, in the whole state of Tennessee, they're spread out all over. Exactly. And, you know, yeah, you got your legislators, but they're only there six months out of the year. Mm-hmm. So, the other six months, you're just cruising. Right. You know. Just take a break. Yeah. So, well, I, yeah. I tend to agree with you. I think it's, it's more difficult to be the mayor of Nashville than it is to be the governor of the state of Tennessee. Call me all crazy. Right. Call you crazy. There you go. All right. Um, and um, there's nothing else I want to add to that, but... Uh, of course, we've got a new governor, Bill Lee, mm-hmm. and uh, I don't even know who the mayor of Nashville is. Because didn't she just resign? She did. She got caught with a guy, and her bodyguard yeah, was her, her bodyguard. Lover, she resigned, and and I I don't who think, became the mayor. I don't I don't even know. So well, I mean, I guess it was a council. Whoever had I don't know who it is either. That's a good idea. We'll look into that. So when do they have that election? I wonder too. It's probably on this. Well, they should have had a special election. Well, that's what I would think. Yeah. That's like we talked about the other night, all these uh, these vacant seats in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. where people either died or resigned mm-hmm. or whatever. So, All right. Um, what we got coming up today, promo that for us, Ed. Well, our, our topic of the day is going to be Knox County Sheriff Tom Spangler and his department. Mm-hmm. He's the new sheriff in town, the new high sheriff. I don't know why they say that. What does that mean? I don't know. I hear people say it too. Is there low sheriffs or high sheriffs? Well, you know, the, the police are sheriff deputies, so maybe that's what it means, a high, a high sheriff. sheriff. I don't know. All right. That's what we're going to be talking about, and we'll get to that in just a minute. But first, I want to talk about one of my fine friends that I had lunch with. Who is that? Ray Varner. Did you really? Yeah. Isn't yesterday. Ray great? Oh, he's... He's put on a little weight. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell him, okay? No. He's got the prettiest smile. Have you ever seen, you know, those billboards, got those teeth shining and everything? I see him every once in a while, yeah. he, and he always just seems to be happy. He's always happy, yeah. Well, Ray Varner has a Ford dealership. It's at the exit 122 off 75, Charles Seavers Boulevard, and, and it's Clinton. So, you know, if you're coming down I-75, it's the first place you can stop to get you a car, get your car worked on. But they've got all the Ford products, new and used, great staff. People been there, the same staff for years and years and years. You'll see a lot of people, including Ray, who used to be at Dean Stallings Ford, mm. Johnny McCoy. What a great individual. Johnny McCoy. Somebody called me the other day and said, uh, Bob, um, I, I have this particular situation, and uh, so I need a salesperson that will be – that will work with me and stuff like that. I said, say no more. Yeah. Call Johnny McCoy. There He's one go. of the nicest men. Now, we both know a lot of car dealers. Yeah. It's not a slam against mm. them. Johnny McCoy has been in the car business how many years? Oh, 50. I yeah, I mean, I would think so. Yeah. One of the nicest guys. He will give you the shirt off his yeah. back. He'll do anything for you. Yeah. He is one of the nicest guys you'll yeah. ever meet. And up front, he'll say, you don't mind if we make $100 on this deal, do you? <laughs> I mean, what can you say? You, you, no. <laughs> you going to say no? Because he'll do everything he can for you Absolutely. to make it happen. Absolutely. What a great guy. So anyway, so. that's uh, Ray Varner Ford, exit 122 off I-75, Charles Severs Boulevard in Clinton, Tennessee. All right. All right. Today, Ed, we decided we would talk about the new sheriff. There, uh, The old saying, there's a new sheriff in town. There really is one. Yep. His name is Tom Spangler. 
and he's had a lot of experience. He was started, um, and and you chime in here any time on this, but he started right out of um, school in the um, in the Air Force, and he was an MP in the Air Force, mm-hmm. and then when he he was an MP in Florida, I mean, uh, he was a sheriff's deputy in Florida, mm-hmm. and then he uh, he worked for Knox County, Blunt County, in uh, Blunt County. He's trained uh, sheriff's departments all over the place. Mm-hmm. He started uh, one of the guys that started the aviation unit mm-hmm. here for Knox County. He f- learned to fly a plane and has flown thousands of hours. Really? Oh gosh, yes. You didn't know that? No, I did not know he that. Is from, I thought Hutchison had the helicopter experience. Well, he learned, Hutchison learned to fly as well, but Tom was the one that headed up that unit. Wow. And we, you and I both know Rick, yeah. who headed up it for a long time. Yeah. But Tom was the first one and has flown everywhere and a, a, a accomplished pilot. But he's done everything in the Sheriff's Department, I guess is what I'm really aiming at. Yeah. I've done a little research on the Sheriff's Department. It was established in 1792. Was it really? Yeah. Wow. And it's grown to be the largest law enforcement agency in East Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Employs just over 1,000 employees, mm-hmm. 475 sworn officers. Wow. That and that's a, 475 Dodge Chargers. (laughs) Their cars are always clean and pretty because they drive them home, don't they? Yeah. But they also have three detention facilities. The Roger Wilson Detention Center, that's out on Maloneyville Road in East Knox County. Yeah. Knox County Jail in the City County Building. What's the the third one? Because I don't know. The Work Relief Center. Where's that at? Maloneyville Road. Oh, that's the one and up the hill. Yeah, and there's, okay. there's probably 100, 200 people there. Mm-hmm. But the intake center is the detention facility, and that's where all the inmates are processed, fingerprinted, classified, assigned to one of those other facilities. Mm-hmm. But anyway, they do a lot of work for Knox County and the kids and everything else. It's not just a, you know, used to the sheriff was just kind of a figurehead. That's not true anymore. No, and it's, he, like you say, he's the law of the land, and... Um, Tom, uh, when I talked to him during the campaign, because we campaigned, we were at a lot of events together, he told me at one time there were 20 chiefs in the previous administration. Mm. 20. He said there really should only be about four. And I, I, I dare say a lot of them were making a lot of money. He said a lot of that money should be going to the rank and file. There you go. And so uh, he's, he, he, he did not keep uh, any of those people. I think most of them retired. They got reassigned, um, and uh, he only has he has Bernie, who is his uh, uh, top chief deputy, and but they have very few chiefs, and he's taken a lot of that money that previously went to those positions and uh, trying to recruit new officers and to pay more to the deputies they currently have. Well, and I suggest everyone, if you'd like to know more about it, and you should do this anyways, go to their website, Knox County Sheriff. And it's .org, but you can request records there about accidents or insurance and things. They have a crime map on their website where yeah. you can look at your area and see if there's see if your neighbors what they're doing. Mm-hmm. You know, no, you got Yeah, really. It'd be surprising to you what you might find. It's close to your own. Yeah, that's true. And and see if, if there's been any crime in the neighborhood. You can see it right there. Yep. Also, they have a tip line online, and uh, also a way that uh, the family of inmates can talk to their. And we got about another minute here to talk about okay. this, and I want to bring up this because um, Tom's first thing he said really was, "We're overcrowded in the jail. They have enough uh, beds for about 
Well, it's, it was supposed to, I think it's built for about 1,000. They're up to about 1,200, 1,300. When we were, you and I were commissioners, we got a printout every night of how many people were at the Knox County Jail. And they averaged about 1,250 during the election. Right. I thought it was interesting. They averaged about 1,400. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Well, they average that as long as he's asking for money. Uh, yeah. But there's but a, now that's also the prisoners from Knox, uh, city of Knoxville police, too. Well, it is, and it's also some uh, state and federal that they're housing and get paid by the state and the federal uh, government to house those. But he's saying they need a new pod. <clears throat> I'm thinking of what I'm hearing. You know, they used to be built for $20 million, $25 million. I'm hearing $40 million now, and by the time it got done, it wouldn't shock me if you're looking at 50 or $60 million. So well, thoughts on that? Well, I think. I'm not comfortable with that. I, I think that's a good thing to do. And I'm, I, I think probably what he's doing, this is not an emergency for him. I think he's starting the process. Yeah. And probably in four years, it would be, or two or three, four years, they might start working on it. But we've got to do something with our school system. Mm. We have to do something with our school system. So, so you're just saying if there's going to be a tax increase, it should go to the schools. And that's another topic for another day. But yeah. uh, just briefly at the end of this, um, I think if they do add on like that, you may be looking at a tax increase to cover it. Oh, well, I don't know where you'd get the money. And um, if 90% of the people in the jail are, are, are drug-related, or, or let's say there's a lot of people that are probably nonviolent that are drug-related, mm -hmm. that have never harmed anybody, mm -hmm. then maybe we need to think about another way of taking care of them. All right, we went a little long on that, but... Um, all right, coming up, we're going to have uh, the mailbox and complaints. Ooh, okay. I'm, I'm a happy camper, so I don't, I'll have to search for something to complain about. Okay. All right, and I want to tell you about Knoxville Wholesale Furniture. Knoxville Wholesale Furniture, they, they have the largest clearance center in the state of Tennessee. It has over 100,000 square feet of furniture. What they do is they purchase special deals from brand name manufacturers and it saves you 50 to 80% off. And then at their other two mega stores, things don't just sit around and they sell. If some items are not, they've been there a while, they move out floor samples and discontinued items to their from their superstores on a weekly basis. Then they slash the prices to the bone to get them to move, and they're taken to the clearance center. So come in there, see over 100 living groups, four, over 40 bedroom groups, over 55 dining room groups, and they're all at the lowest prices in town. Voted the best Knoxville furniture store by City View and the New Sentinel for two years in a row. 7428 Kingston Pike, just next to West Town Mall. Knoxville Wholesale Furniture Clearance Center. And they're closed on Sundays because he encourages everyone to go to church. Well, great. There you go. All their stores are closing on Sunday? Uh, yes. Really? Yes, they are. Yeah. Well, they I, do always, not, they I just... always see him in church. He's always on the front row down there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and they also don't stay open late at no, night because no. he wants everybody to go home and spend time with their family. All right. Opening the mailbox. All right. What do you got, Mr. Bradley? And from West Knoxville says, will there be annexation anymore? Or any more annexation, I guess, is the way that should sell it. Yeah. So, uh, and um, a lot of people don't understand. Explain to them about whether you can oh, be annexed now. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Well, you know, it well, got passed, what, about two years ago? Yeah, it's it's a home rule thing where you have to you have to have a vote and agree to be annexed. Mm -hmm. And before, the city could just, any city could just annex you for the heck of it. And, and we were, had a mayor that did that. Yeah. Oh, man. Who was that, Victor Ash? 
I'm not mentioning any names. Well, I'm mentioning a name. Finger annexation. Yeah. And then boom, they boom, did boom. get services forever. So hey. Well, also, you know, if a, if there's a community, like let's say there's a big business that the city wants to annex, mm-hmm. and the people around it, they talk to them and agree to do that, then they can do that. So that's finger annexation. So it's still around. Yeah, but they, they just have to agree to it. Yeah. So, But you get a voice. So if there's going to be any more annexation, uh, and you get a choice in it. Well, you'll get to you'll get to say your voice. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. What do you got? What else you got? All right. This uh, this is from Keith. Uh, he lives in Anderson County. Is there ever going to be term limits in Congress and in the Senate? God, I hope I see it in my lifetime. I hope I see this in my lifetime. This is the number one thing in my book that has always bothered me. There will never. You'll never get things done in Washington, especially in the current state of affairs, until there are term limits. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think well, so. Yeah. I, sometimes I think of Duncan. Yeah. You know, that his father and he, one of their main things that they did was help people individually. For instance, if you were having an, an individual problem, they would address that. Social security. Yeah, all of those veterans things. Veterans things. Yeah. Right. And make yeah. sure that happens. So right. if, if there's term limits, then... Maybe that wouldn't happen because not everybody's going to do that. I'm sure, but he did a good job doing that. But I agree with you. I think I think you know the House of Representatives was set up as a two-year deal on purpose so that regular people could go up there and get something done and then go back home mm-hmm. and not stay there forever. Now the Senate—that's a different thing. So um, yes, I'd I, like to I, see. Here's the other thing I'd like to add to that. I'd like to see the House of Representatives go to four years. And you could be in there three terms of four years, mm-hmm. and then uh, senators two terms of six years, and that's enough. Yeah. Okay. And because what we're having here is, if I don't like the current president, I'll wait till he's gone. Mm-hmm. I don't care if he gets two terms. In eight years, I'll still be hanging around. And and another thing too that we talked about, you know, when you're in there for such a short period of time, like the representatives, you immediately start campaigning. Oh yes, absolutely. So you spend all your time. Mm-hmm searching for money to run again yep and knock the other people out well all right coming up we're going to do uh your complaints and my complaints. you don't have one no i do <laughs> i do it's not okay. a biggie but it's a complaint uh, all right okay this is the ed and bob show so we are going to do complaints and then uh, coming up on our next show ed if you've gone to page three here as, as uh, paul harvey would say we're going to talk about if you could handpick oh. non-politicians to be the governor, congressman, Knox County, and Knoxville mayor, who would you pick? We're going to talk about that on the next show. All right. So, All right. Time for complaints, Ed. What you got? Well, my complaint is, is, is the TV reporters. Okay. I can okay. complain about that, too. Go ahead. You do? Well, sure. I mean, go ahead. Well, I think I think what I've noticed is, is that they have an agenda. Mm, I agree. And and depending on, pardon me, which station you're watching or what what they're talking about, mm-hmm. you hear that agenda. Now I go back to where, you know, you have people like Paul Harvey and stuff like that. Right. They didn't have an agenda. Well, now Paul Harvey might have had an agenda. I would say he probably did. I think every. Everybody has an agenda. Everybody has an agenda. If you have a brain, you have an agenda. Yeah, but it doesn't mean you have to always hit people over the head with it. Yeah. Some people know how to be delicate. and. and What I don't like 
it seems like to me that the reporters who are doing questions mm-hmm. to anyone, mm-hmm. that they have to dig and dig, and they're trying to get them to say something that no other station or no other newspaper has. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get that one comment. So they keep going back and asking those same questions. And it's like, give me a break. They answered it. They answered it already. That's mm-hmm. all you're going to get. So stop. It's a clip they want. Yeah. So they can promo it. Here's yeah. what Mr. Brantley said. Yeah. But, but, you know, they take it out of context. More at 11. Yeah, <laughs> and exactly. then they listen and, and they play the whole thing. And people yeah. go, there was nothing to it. Nothing to it. I know. Uh, and it's, I know. It's, it's, it's awful. Anybody out there listening to us right now, every single reporter already knows how they want to make the person they're interviewing look. Exactly. They want them to either look bad or good, and they've already decided, and their questions will be asked accordingly. If you, I mean, that's just, anybody just thinks they're just going, oh, hey, what's your, I would like to know about, that's crap. Yeah. And they won't let them say what they want to say. A lot of a lot of politicians, they have in their brain what they want to say and what they want to get across to the listeners or the viewers. But the reporter, their job is to intercept that. Well, some of the written reporters that write are the worst. Though. Mm-hmm. It's not just TV. All right. All right. What's your complaint? My turn? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my complaint is, I don't, now this is, I hate to get too serious, but it is... It's important, and it's going to be important to people out there. I don't think people that, I don't like the way we let people die. And what I mean by that is um, the, the way people die, um, especially when they're suffering, um, they linger and linger and linger and linger. And I've seen, I, I've seen grown men that weigh 280 pounds get sick and they try to keep them alive for a, I saw a, a go for a year until he got down to 90 pounds. Mm. And mm. if that were me, I would like to be able to say, let's exit mm-hmm. before it gets to that where you're just not even what you were anymore. Mm. And I don't think we let people have enough say-so. Uh, and I don't like the way death is held in America. I don't well, like it, and I don't think there's enough discussion about it. Well, that's probably true, because everyone should tell their family what they want done, because there is a rule and a law. Do not resuscitate. Oh, I, I, I and, get and, that. And yeah. if the family says that, they won't resuscitate. So they're not going to pound the chest or give you oxygen or anything. I mean, you'll just go on. But, but you have to tell them. And, and if you have four family members, four children there, and one of them wants to keep dad alive, yeah. and the other three wants him to go. I mean, it, it won't happen. It so causes you need, a terrible exactly. Situation. You need to let your family know what you want to do. And so I think I know what you want to do. Well, it's so a, your history, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sorry. <laughs> so if I get a cold, don't oh, call you. Yeah, no. You'll be going, pull, pull that plug. <laughs> You're he out of here. He looks bad. <laughs> I'll, I'll be talking to Gentry Griffey up there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Well, yeah, that's just—it's just, it's just uh, something though that really gets to me. And uh, anyway, so uh, how can people get in touch with us, Ed? And I'm going to tell you after you tell us, we got a, a comment today. I don't know if you saw it. No, I'll tell you what it was. Okay, go to edandbob.com in the comment section. Ed and Bob—that's their website. Just go online to edandbob.com, and down at the bottom, you'll see a square, and type in whatever you want. And we're not going to reveal your name, address, or anything else. You don't have to give me any of that information, but we'd like to hear from you. We really would. 
You can email, here we go, All right. Ed and Bob at yahoo.com. Yeah. Just Ed and Bob at, you know, the little at symbol, yahoo.com. Like with a couple of yahoos. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Now, what's Twitter? Twitter, it's uh, at Ed and Bob Knox, at Ed Brantley, at Bob Thomas Knox, and on Facebook, facebook.com slash. Forward slash. Oh, forward slash Ed and Bob. All right. In our comments, uh, I noticed the other day, uh, our old buddy, Johnny Perkle, Really? Uh, commented and said that he uh, uh, he said, boy, you guys sure were brave uh, predicting the election results after they were over or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't think we, we were predicting them. We just went over. But he, he said, listen, he said, he, he said, ha ha. He said, yeah. but uh, he said, but I enjoy listening just as much as uh, our friend Ron Meredith. So well, it was very that? kind. And, well, that's good. But there, and I, I replied as well back that there'd be no Ed and Bob. Had there not been for Johnny Perkle. That's, that's true. He true. put us on the air. Absolutely. Absolutely. True statement. And we are available, Johnny. <laughs> We're still available. Just be sure you get a big stick. Yeah. You Well, he's got a pretty good stick. He's got a good frequency. All right, coming up on our next show, we're going to talk about handicap parking spaces. No, no, that's no, the no, next. No. That's we're going to talk about after yeah, the next. next time. We're going. To have, that's okay. one of our to come uh, stories. Oh, but, this is going to be the handpicked. Yeah, if right. you could pick somebody that's not a politician. And say, this is such a great person, I would lo- love for them to be governor, house of representative, city mayor, county mayor. Who would it be? Okay. And so we're going to talk about that. That would be a lot of fun, don't you think? We better hurry before they announce. <laughs> what? do you think? I think you're probably right. All right, Ed, that does it. You got anything else you want to add? I'll just say goodbye. Be, be careful out there at 55, folks. Now, if you see a white car and it's going 55 on the interstate, remember, it's Ed. Just wave when you go by. No, you're throwing the bird. No, no. <laughs> All right, Ed, see you next time. The room was completely black. I hugged her and she hugged back. Like the sailor said, quote, ain't that a hole in a boat? My head keeps spinning.